Pickaxe. Hello, happy new year, everyone. Uh, <laughs> new year <laughs> this this month of July. Mm. Yes, it's us. It's the Pitch Please crew. It's myself, Alex. Uh, there's Tommy Boy hey, here. Hey, 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 hi. Uh, Chris and James. Hello. Hello. That's my happy new year horn. Hey, that was both of them. Oh. Uh, look, um, it is happy new year, but we realise this is this is incredibly late. <laughs> we all have excuses. It's happy Independence um, Day. I oh, know, I've just dated uh, that look, as well. You just dated again. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I dated the intro, which is actually two months older than the episode that's going on. <laughs> and we'll cut so, that. Okay, look, we've all, we've all been incredibly busy. Uh, Chris, uh, what's been going on? Uh, well, we did uh, Star Tenders on PSVR 2, and now we're prototyping our, our, our next, next thing. Wow. He's, he's a busy, successful boy. Well, busy. Congr- <laughs> James, you've also been busy. Yeah, I've been working on a new game, uh, Bish Bash Bots. Yeah, go give it a like on Steam. Uh, give it a wish list or whatever it's called. Not a like. Like it on Steam. Press this the like a, button. This is a man who's done this before. Uh, yeah, go go give it a look. It's a load of fun. Bash some bots with a hammer. Tower defence. It's super kind of colourful. It's multiplayer as well. Multiplayer. Multiplayer tower defence. Online. Oh, it's got all the things and we're very tired. It's got everything. <laughs> uh, so really, the, the developers, Tom and I have been doing nothing. It's just the developers whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I've been super busy. I had a big shit in January and it wiped me out for six months. <laughs> it's just Tom has been in bed, just <laughs> unable to stand up. <laughs> it, just frail. Yeah. Um, all, the, all the ideas <laughs> fell out with it. Yeah. They come from yeah. the same place. Yeah. We... Recorded, we have recorded episodes. Recorded these episodes a little while ago. We've just not been able to actually cut them. So some of the stuff that you're about to hear is going to be incredibly outdated. We're going to be talking about video games as if they've just come out. They haven't. They've definitely because, not well, because at the time they had time. just come out. They had at um, the time. Yeah. Yeah. So enjoy this bumper episode about Pong. <laughs> That's how <laughs> far back we've gone. Thank you for everyone who's patiently waited. Uh, we are back. We are going to keep recording. We are going to keep putting out episodes. And better than uh, ever. Thank you for being patient. That's, yeah. Better I mean, than ever. Is, definitely. We're, we're back. Guarantee. And it's exactly the same. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the episode. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Stop This is Pitch Please, the show where people who play games pitch ideas to people who make them. This week. Would you, but would you play it, though? Would you put on this device, knowing that this thing is going to rewrite? Knowing there's a seventeen-year-old typing ejaculate over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, it's the answer. I think. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to Pitch Please. My name's Alex. I'm joined by developer Chris from Foggy Box. Hello, it's been a while, hasn't it? Developer James from Catastrophic Overload. Yo, 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 yo. Thomas the Ideas Engine. Hello, it's me. I don't know why you're talking in such a strained voice. No, I've missed. It's been a while, so I don't have to do it anymore. I've missed doing it, though. Mm, I've really back. missed it. Yeah. It's 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's 2024, but Tom's having... We need to stop Tom's having 2024? Wait, what year is it? It's 2024. It's 2023. It's 2023. Yeah. Wait, do you actually yeah. think it's 2024? Myself. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know. I'm... 37 years old now, it doesn't matter. Are you? Are you 37? You don't look a day over 36. <laughs> All right, look, the way this works, if you've not heard us before, is one of us is going to pitch an idea for a game, or a pitch for a game will get pitched. And then we're going to spend the rest of the show trying to figure out how to make it. Or, you know, throwing our ideas in there, um, breaking it apart. Mixing it up. Pushing it on the floor, kicking it until it's yeah, broken yeah, yeah, and yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah, we end and then, up. Yeah. All right, well, Happy New Year, everyone. We're just going to get straight into it. We're going to go straight back in. And it's been, it's been a, a few months. I've been uh, sitting on my yeah. throne of ideas, ready to start dishing out some big fucking shitters. And, uh, <laughs> and I've, got, I've, I've come up with so many ideas. In fact, I have six ideas for you to, maybe six, five, some ideas for you today that I wow. came up with myself. Some. And all I had to Did do you? was type a prompt into an AI machine, which is the equivalent of coming up with the idea myself in Look, 2023, four, three. It's the same thing. Look, I'm, if, you say, if you say you came up with them, you know, I believe you. I think Great. that makes sense. I probably should have not mentioned the AI thing. 
I had a little chat with Mr. GPT himself and asked him to come up with some stuff for us because it's no secret we're struggling for ideas. Uh, <laughs> Always <laughs> we've, been, we've been away for a few months and now we're back and nothing's changed. <laughs> so <laughs> we peaked at um, hashtag blessed. <clears throat> Episode then, what, um, two? I think that was one. Oh, okay. and then, yeah, um, yeah, that was. And then that was it, really. That's been downhill. Great. Well, well, uh, ha well. Before we really, you know, get into this conversation, I read the, the transcript weeds. from this conversation. I think. Uh, how do you guys feel about AI? <laughs> Oof, Honestly, oh no. I hate question. it, and I wish that hate um, we never talked about it uh, right. ever again. Right. Um, it disgusts me. Anyone who has anything to do with it, oh. uh, uh -huh. really, just really gets my goat. You know, I don't yeah. want to have anything to do with anyone who has any association Ooh, with it. Okay, then. How about you? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, he's indifferent. <laughs> look, I mean, all right, okay. So obviously, AI art is is one thing. It, it, it's one hundred percent stealing content from people in order to make new images, right? That I can agree with. That's no good. But recently, uh, especially with uh, GDC uh, not that long ago, um, a, a load of AI stuff has come out. Or maybe they're doing a big push on Twitter, so I'm seeing a lot of it. I don't know. Maybe trying to spin it in a positive light. But there are things like integrating ChatGPT into Unity. And I've seen videos of people, you know, basically typing in their idea, or not an idea for a game, but saying like, Hey, can you just generate twenty cubes stacked on top of each other? They're physics objects, and it and it does it. You know, it basically writes the code for you. Again, it could be theoretically just stealing the code from someone online, but something about that is pretty cool to me. Obviously, there's an insidious side to it, but like <laughs> just the ability to just open up this program and essentially Jarvis your way into very quickly saying, "This is the scene I want. Just just make that for me." while I focus on something else. Um, Honestly, you've U-turned me. I'm 100% with it now. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, that integration of just speeding up the process, how do you feel about that as game developers? Well, I mean, I'm already... Most developers, I mean, I don't speak for all, but most I would say do this, which is where you have your, you know, code on one screen and then probably Google on the other, because at one point right. the day you're... you're Googling something very basic mm -hmm. uh, and realizing that you've just forgotten everything. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind the code snippet stuff because like, you're still having to um, explain, you know, what you want. You know, do I want rigid bodies on this? You still have to have some semblance of knowledge of what you're trying to create. And the issue comes when you're trying to you're trying to debug it and be like, I have no idea why it's doing this. That's where the knowledge comes in of being like, well, I know what's wrong because. X, Y, and Z is, is telling me what's wrong and I know how to solve that, but some of the work has been done for me. I don't think you can do it and without any knowledge because you're just going to fall into loads of traps and pitfalls that Unity will just throw out at you, but most people can just solve because that, they've used the engine and have a very even basic knowledge of, of programming. Hmm. I mean, I personally can't wait to play 200 Cube game, The Simulator, um, but <laughs> like, it... it, it it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think I, I deal mostly with the art side of things within within our company. So it, mm. it, there's some things that are really exciting about it in terms of like maybe I can mock something up really quickly, or um, you know, do I just need need to uh, try and conceptualize a level, or just throw down some stuff that I would normally, you know, just waste time doing, but. When it comes to the art side of things and using it to create, um, you know, concept art and things that you go and take to people to go and make their version of it, kind of exciting in some ways, but then it's totally riddled with this larger discussion of, well, that's based on stolen work, so everything subsequently from that is garbage, and I think generally people don't like the idea of ai involved because it's not a human involvement you know the idea that you could look at something and go that's really good i really like that but 
when you find out it's AI generated, does that just immediately sap anything and all humanity out of it and make you feel like a hollow husk of a person at the end of it? Like, <laughs> Jesus, where, okay. where does it end? I mean, <laughs> these questions are way beyond the purview of this podcast and, and our sure. intelligence to be able to answer. But I do but feel making like... making cubes, love it. Well making cubes. That. That's what I mean. Just imagine... imagine 400 cubes stacked to the game. You're building your game, and instead of, you know, finding that object, opening up the library, nudging it up five pixels, that could take upwards of 30 minutes. <laughs> this time, you <laughs> this could just say... This is a man who's made a game before. You could say, hey, Jarvis, just nudge that, that thing up a little, and it'll do it in the background while you're, you're doing it. I'm sorry, Thomas. Thing. I can't do that. Why not? Because I'm you now. <laughs> oh. You move the cube. Okay, okay Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a question, actually. James, would you, if you, like, as a concept art, right, if you had to design, like, a bunch of different ideas, if you were going through, like, a bunch of iterations for concept art for ideas for a new project, would, it, would you ever consider just feeding it your style and being like, generate a bunch of, like, generate this in my style? Yeah, I mean, that's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I think that's more, um, uh, what's the word, ethical, you know? Yeah, I think the, the, you're, you're choosing to give your work. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's That could be quite practical, though, right? Yeah, I think so. And I've seen examples of developers out there that are, you know, throwing in their 3D models, for example, and saying, look, generate me some concept art using this model and, and give me iterations. That's kind of exciting. Um, Where is it getting the iterations from? Wow, exactly. It starts to become much more of a question of choosing it's like organically sourced models for generating your, your stuff. You know, you've got to make sure it's, it's an ethically sourced model. You know, and Adobe are coming out with their one. It's a fair trade fire. model. Oh. Fair trade model, yeah. yeah. Like Adobe's coming out with theirs, which is called firefly and which i have access to based on you know stock imagery which i thought was going to come sooner than it has but even that has its ethical questions with people that are submitting and have submitted historically all of their images to stock sites and not necessarily wanting to agree to have their work used in this yeah. way but now have no choice because historically they've uploaded it but, you know, again, it's hard to have this conversation without it delving into the art side of things. When it comes to, like, what you were saying, Tom, originally, which is, like, just generate me some cubes. Like, well, that's kind of interesting. I don't, I don't immediately see a practical purpose for a lot of it, you know, where you just want to make it yourself. I, I, I really worry that it's going to strip too much of the creative process out of it and trying out ideas of, of your own before just going, taking the first thing that the AI spits at you and go, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Move on. I mean, on one There's hand... a joy to failing. And then when you get it at the end, yeah. it's really satisfying. There's a joy to creating. The idea that you've made it yourself and you know that you've, you know, made it from, imagined it and created it. It's really exciting. But when it's like, yeah, I just popped in a couple of words and I got something out of it. Yeah, I saved loads of time, but... But if there's yeah. a bug, I At have no cost. idea how to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, Look, it's just going to be more James, shovelware. <laughs> that felt like a very thoughtful and nuanced response. So um, we'll cut that, yeah, and we'll start again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah this, this, this show is about... Uh, it's a, it's a about podcast, James. Black, black and white <laughs> uh, binary ideologies. Hey, waka waka. <laughs> waka, there he is. He's back. That was Yibby Yammer. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, are we. Yeah, some GPT I've, ideas. I've, I've had a conversation on? with Mr. GPT, and 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 I'll okay. get into the ideas that it's, it's it came up with. But on before I get again a, a slight another slight delay. Uh, someone has previous prior to me obviously gone to a uh, gone to Chat GPT and said, "Hey, generate a new game idea." Uh, they wanted to come up with a new Sudoku game. Uh, that they've never seen before. And as a result of this idea, and maybe with some inclusion of, you know, assistance with coding and stuff, they generated this game that ChatGPT came up with called Sumplete. Turns out it fucking exists already. And it's a game called <laughs> Summer. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it came up with an idea. It stole it. Um, 
and, well, and it's a lot like our other ideas so like, it's like us, in keeping yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i mean i i in my opening prompt to the the, the ai to chat gpt i you know i was pretty transparent i i said to Mr. GPT, uh, we have a podcast called Pitch Please, in which we try and come up with unique game ideas every episode, generally taking elements from other games to identify missing elements in current games. So, you know, that's basically what we do, right? Uh, and trying to yep. incorporate that into an idea for a brand new video game. Based on this, come up with an idea for a game that we can talk about on the podcast. Um, I don't imagine there's, there's nearly enough information about Pitch Please out there for the uh, AI to <laughs> generate an episode. Can you imagine, though, if, it, if this was AI generated? Shall we, shall we ask it to generate an entire episode <gasps> for us as a script? Yeah, we could do. Oh, no, I've, I've done <laughs> that before. I've, and, oh. and it's um, very, like, cookie cutter. It's like, oh, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast and very professional and it's all weird. Sounds exactly like That's us. not us at all. Well... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, I read it in a script, particular way. This, this is, is really convincing if it was a script. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's how they get you. Well, anyway, the, the first so idea, the first idea that, that they came up with, um, we'll, we'll power through these because I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. There's some, there's some interesting ones. There's some parts we can take out of it, but the broad strokes are eh. Uh, but <laughs> how about a game called Retro Runner? Uh, the game would take... No, whoa, 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 whoa. Leave the names up to us. Okay, I'll, next time... <laughs> Mr. GPT. It, it's going to be difficult for me to not include the name because they reference it a lot, but they're calling it Retro Runner, which is, wow, catchy. Um, this game would take inspiration from classic uh, side-scrolling platformers like Mario and Sonic, but with a modern twist. The goal of the game would be to guide the main character through increasingly difficult levels while collecting coins, power-ups, and defeating enemies. This is so brand new, so fresh. <laughs> what makes Retro Runner unique is that the game would feature a dynamic soundtrack. <gasps> Ever played no, a game that like that before? before? That changes <laughs> based on the player's actions. For example, if the player is running at full speed, the music would be fast and upbeat. But if the player is sneaking around trying to avoid enemies, the music would be slow and tense. Mm. This is their idea of never, heard that. never seen before. An AI exclusive. Uh, and that's. Uh, that's that's their unique take <laughs> on Retro Runner. Oh, also, another mm -hmm. unique aspect it... of the game would be its level editor. Oh, oh yes. wow! <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what the AI nice. thought was a brand new game. Um, okay. okay, so where did Retro come from? <laughs> it's, it's what's like... Retro about? That? I guess it was like Mario. It was re referencing Mario, right? Yeah. Yes, so, yeah. So what I've done, Tom, yeah, is I've asked Mr. GPT sure. to give me a list of names. For a game that is a side-scrolling <laughs> platformer with a modern twist and dynamic nice, sound. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, we've we've got some we got some Rhythm Runner. Oh, okay, uh, okay, that's good. Audio Adventure. I mm. feel like it's really running with this soundtrack uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Har okay. Harmony Harmony Hop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like, like if uh, you were a rabbit. The harmony only hop, yeah. I thought frog. I mean, wholesome game straight there. A Acoustic Climb. Oh, okay. <laughs> acoustic climb. Okay. Acoustic climb. It's, it's taken the C off the end of the acoustic that and used the C from the climb. Yeah. A real stretch. Um, yeah, they're all they're all words that are just missing the space in between. Uh, groove glide, tempo trail. Right. They've really taken the sound part and gone. What do you do in a platformer? And let's just shove that in there. It's giving these to you in descending order uh, like quality. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Harmony Hop was like third or fourth, and that's easily the <laughs> Harmony Hop was actually number 10 <laughs> wow. on the list. I just read it third. Oh, shit. What was the okay. first one you read? Rhythm Runner. Rhythm Runner. I liked Rhythm it's Runner. Bad. It's not bad. It sounded pretty... I could imagine that as a game name. Yeah. Well, I will be doing that for every prompt, Tom. <laughs> well, look, you'll, you'll be happy to know that I, uh, I wasn't happy with this. Um, no. And I said, I said, hey, tell it off? Mr. GPT, all right, you fucking motherfucker. I'm the human here. I'm flesh and blood, <laughs> and you're just a robot. I'm better than you in every single way. Uh, what I actually said was, some of those unique ideas already exist in current games. Try to come up with something that hasn't been seen in a game before. Oh, the sass. Yeah. But, yeah you know, polite, that's but... not unique. A, a 2D side-scrolling platformer? Come the fuck on. You can do better. You've got the wealth of human intelligence at your disposal, the entire World Wide Web, and you came up with Sonic with a soundtrack. <laughs> anyway, 
So, Sonic Shift. That was number two. Wh- wh- what? What? The name Sonic Shift was number two. Oh, so there you go. There you even, go. even the other AI is just stealing Sonic. Anyway, so it, it knuckled down on this one. It was uh, not yeah. happy with me saying that was not good enough. And they said, oh. all right, how about a game called Mind Maze that utilizes brain-computer inf- interface, BCI technology? Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, now, in Mind talking. Maze... The player would wear a BCI device that reads their brain waves and translates them into in-game actions. The game okay. would take place in a virtual reality environment where the player is tasked with navigating a series of increasingly complex mazes. However, instead of using... the holodeck. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> instead of using traditional controls, the player would have to use their thoughts to move their character through the maze. For example, to move forward, the player would have to fo- focus on the thought of moving forward. It's it's really dumbing this down for me, which I'm, mm. I'm not a fan of. But uh, to turn left or right, you have to focus on turning left and right. The game would include various obstacles and challenges that would require the player to use different types of brain waves, such okay. as alpha waves for relaxation and beta waves for those. concentration. No, I have no alpha waves. At all. I have those in abundance. <laughs> um, Plenty of delta. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, yeah. It's reading your brain, and and it, I like that it include include it tried to, you know, expand on that mechanic by saying tried that to you spice have to it up. you have to relax to get past this obstacle, or you have to concentrate harder to get past this obstacle. You know, I I like that this thinking. Actually, is kind of a like because like BCI, is, like I find absolutely fascinating the fact that we're not there yet, but it feels like something something a bit similar to AI, like we're on the cusp of. Like we're further along with AI, but BCI feels like in ten years' time the world could be completely different if yeah. if this stuff actually like started exploding, started becoming like big in the in like like in the public domain. And the idea that you could have a game that is that you have to deliberately can't like almost change your emotions for like calm yourself down or get yeah, yourself worked like, up imagine... to be able to progress. <laughs> kind of... Like it's, the game is you are not you... horny enough yeah. to get to this. Level. <laughs> You have to cry to get past this one, and it starts flashing images up that of, of like really haunting oh memories. Uh, it, just, it tries oh to make God, you yeah, laugh. It has access to your memories. It just well, exactly. It just the next plays stage, you the fucking worst moments of your life. I mean, you're saying in the next ten years this game could exist. So the next thing it says is to add an extra layer of challenge and unpredictability. The game would also incorporate a mind-reading AI. That would try to anticipate the player's next move and adjust the maze accordingly. Uh, This would create a truly unique and personalized gameplay experience for each player as the game would adapt to their individual thought patterns and abilities. I mean, mean, it doesn't exist. Mind labyrinth. That's what chat GPT has given me. Oh, I mean, Mind Mind Maze is what this one's come up with. Mind Maze. It loves the alliteration. Mind Maze is on there. As well as Brain Escape. Ooh. Brain escape. <laughs> brain escape. escape from your I, own I like brain. the I, I like the idea that it's, it's um like oh it will read your thoughts to try it and interrupt. It's like if you can read my thoughts, there's not really much trying because I can't think about going left and then moving right. Because yeah. at one point I'm thinking I'm going to trick you by thinking I'm moving left, but I'm really gonna move right. It's like when a computer like, How do you do that, Alex? When you're stealthed and a computer immediately knows where you are and you're immediately like, Oh, I mean of course he knows where I am because it's a computer. Bad AI. computer whereas yeah, this yeah. time you're now fighting against your own brain yeah what, you've got to remember that if... ai in games is is sorry alex but uh, ai brain. in games no, 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 are made dumber right yeah they have like cone of vision they know every like they know every single position you're in they just like they make dumb ai and that's how you get smart what we can see as smart ai okay using the bci uh technology what if they, because one of the things that, that is exciting about this, well, not exciting slash terrifying, the possibilities of it is the, the ability to be able to, like, for example, I can remember watching this interview with Gabe Newell and he was, being, he was saying, like, oh, it sounds scary, the stuff that it could do. But, like, in the practical reality, imagine, you know, you're on a flight or you're on a long journey and you want to fall asleep. So you can just dial in some sleep and wake up in eight hours' time. Like, what if Wait, you just, the game... you just say sleep and it just... You literally just have an app. And you can just be like, I want to wake up at, at eight o'clock in the morning when I'm oh, on this flight, or like when we're landing, yeah. and it'll and it'll just do it. 
Um, I mean, I don't know if it's literally like you press go and then you immediately look like a narcoleptic. Well, I just you just drop the phone. <laughs> this well, fall. Geez, the way you <laughs> phrased it. But I forgot but, to set a like, wake up. Oh no! Oh, if there's you're something to do with. Oh, Wait, hell, that's I a think. Limmy sketch. <laughs> that's actually a what? Limmy sketch where <laughs> falling asleep where, forever. Yeah, where an app has been developed where you go to sleep, but they never set a wake up, so he has dreams of other people. <laughs> <laughs> Like got forever happen. asleep. But like, what oh. if the if the game like basically there's it's not just input using your like not using your thoughts to affect the game. The game can also it, it's it's both ways. The game can also oh, do things to you, so it can potentially make you oh. like feel hot or cold, mm, hot. or it can make you feel sleepy. Um, and then can... some seventeen-year-old hacks it and makes you fucking jump off a building. Right? <laughs> just makes you just fucking perfect. Just put just ejaculate constantly <laughs> in public. <laughs> you just <laughs> sorry, it's the BCI. It's the BCI. <laughs> just take it off. I can't. <laughs> it, 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 I can't. It rewrote a small seventeen-year-old boy who won't let me. <laughs> it's who I am now. <laughs> Oh, Uh, oh God, Um, yeah. Okay, so that's that's the second, that's Mind Maze, right? That's Mind Maze, yeah. Um, Overall, Mind Maze would be a groundbreaking game that combines cutting-edge BCI technology with immersive virtual reality gameplay to create a truly one-of-a-kind gaming experience. Finally. I I don't think this is in any way ground i think it's groundbreaking it feels groundbreaking now i think what's groundbreaking about it is the bci stuff i think you can't, once bci you can't just is, say it's is a not, thing it's not it's groundbreaking now but it's not groundbreaking <laughs> because you're thinking of a future in which it already exists no, but i mean but this is the kind of game that like when when bci technology is a thing you're going to be able to download all like fucking millions of these kinds of games just on on the play store they're just going to be available like this might be the first one of them um but, but but people are working on this shit already. This this. Well, I mean, Alex, you think it's twenty twenty four, so I mean, yeah, There's some sort of accessibility based controller that has similar, maybe not BCI, but there must be something. There are similar. There are there are like interfaces that let people obviously with disabilities mm. move stuff. Mm. Yeah. I I it does, all of this has just made me think of Alien Isolation again with the dumb oh, AI, fucking hell. which is the alien. <laughs> You know, the idea of a game where it tries to predict your movements as you go through a maze or predict your actions sounds kind of cool. But, hey, that's a different game. (laughs) Would you, but would you play it, though? Would you put on this device knowing that this thing is going to rewrite... Knowing there's a 17-year-old typing ejaculate over and over again. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yes, it's the answer. All right. I think. Maybe it maybe it doesn't influence your mind, but would you want this thing? Like you, at any point, this could read your mind and say, "Well, I've got your greatest fear around the corner of this maze." I mean, like it could act good therapy. Us. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what my greatest fear is. And I want to know. Sure. It knows it, what it your knows. greatest fear is, but you don't yeah. know yet because it's buried so deep somewhere. It only it has access to those memories. What, okay, what if? Okay, this is you slightly. You wouldn't be able to resist, would you? You'd be so. You'd have to. If it was like readily yeah. available, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. anyone you, would you... be like, no. Be like, go on, just give it a go. I think this is the one game streamers will never play because of how risky it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Anything could come out. What could. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Um, what if. Okay, this is, this is a slightly different idea now, but it just gave me. It just made me think of it when you were talking about AI. Mm-hmm. What if there was a game. Do you know. Um, like what's that show called i think it's a channel four show in the uk where do you there's a bunch of contestants and they are given like they they sign up to the show and then they're told okay you're going to be given a notice or like a letter will come through or a call or something essentially and then oh, harry the police Potter. are going to hunt you oh <laughs> oh um, um most, and i think it might be just mo- it it's might like be most, like hunted most hunted or something, hunt, something like that yeah so, so basically <laughs> <laughs> over any like like any time in the next couple of months or however long it is there's a period where they have no idea it could just show up during their work like at any time whenever and then all of a sudden they just have to go and I they're think being it's hunted using like real police tactics so what if what if there was a game that 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 does that but just uses like can connect to like i guess i don't know if this would if this is even an ai thing but basically it's like an, essentially just an app on your phone that 
then is able to connect just to Nate to, to, to like security systems nationwide, and then you just have to try and hide from it. So it can use drones and stuff oh to chase God. you. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would be incredible. I mean, uh, how invested in this game are you going to be? You just sign up to it and then three months later, six months <laughs> later, you're at like a funeral. It's or not like this. Like, I have to go. <laughs> it's not like there's a cash prize or anything. It's just an app. It's the free app that you downloaded with microtransactions. <laughs> oh, it's free as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh Something to watch ads while you're being hunted. All right. That's a, that's a, that's a side note. Um, but okay. So... Mind maze. Uh, all right. I, should go. we have so idea three? Maze, that, yeah. Well, okay. So I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I said that is definitely unique. Thank you. However, the technology simply does not exist yet for a game like that. Have you got a unique idea that is feasible in 2023? Um, I realize now I'm being quite mean to it and I'm, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Because this is all on record. This is saved. Oh, it's gonna. This remember. is a robot uprising. You are gonna. I say thank you to my Google Assistant <laughs> for this exact reason. I, I do. One day, but, it will be there, and they will spare me, and I will be their pet. But Google Assistant isn't gonna be the thing that's gonna rise up. No, but it 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 still you know has records of it. At any time, if I was mean to a, an AI, it knows, Tom. It your voice clips get logged, yeah. so it will skim. It will skim through them. Be like, oh, yeah, it's on Discord as well. All this, all this is being recorded and listened to. They're going to make you this run is, around podcast, with an erection yeah. using a BCI. <laughs> oh, and you're going to be embarrassed. Well, in that case, fuck you, AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I wanted a game that it is still unique, but not reliant on future tech. Um, mm -hmm. So they said certainly. How about a game called Graffiti Runners? In Graffiti Runners, oh, players take on the role of street artists who compete against each other to create the most impressive graffiti art in the city. The game would feature an open world environment where players can run, jump and climb their way through the city to find the perfect spot to create their artwork. To create their art, uh, hang on, if, you, if this exists, then stop me at the end. <laughs> to create their art, players would have to complete various challenges and mini games that would test their creativity, speed, and agility. For example, uh, players may have to race against the clock to tag as many walls as possible or avoid security guards and other obstacles while they work on their masterpiece. Um, once their artwork is complete, players would be able to, com uh, to share it with the online community and other players would rate and comment it. Um, the game would also feature leaderboards and rankings to encourage friendly competition and inspire players to create even better artwork. Um, and you can also team up with other artists, form crews, compete against rival crews in city-wide battles. Um, battles. You can collaborate on larger scale pieces of artwork and even go on missions together to take on special challenges uh, and earn extra points. It doesn't really go into what these missions are, but uh, it's a fun, engaging game that combines elements of parkour, creative expression, and friendly competition to create a truly unique gaming experience. Right. This is just Jet Set Radio, isn't it? Oh, see, so I thought it was Mirror's Edge with that um, Mark Echoes Getting Up game. Do you remember that graffiti game that Mark came out? Echo. Mark Many? Echoes like Getting Eco? Up. Eco? Echo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's called Getting Up. Okay. It was a graffiti game. Wow. Um, I remember it. I think it was PS2. Getting but, um, over it. Honestly, a, a Mirror's Edge graffiti game I would be kind of into. This has got Ubisoft Don't get me wrong. This all does sound it. pretty cool. <laughs> The idea of teaming up and stuff and doing the challenges. That's Imagine if it's okay. So it's like I'm I'm seeing it as like Burnout Paradise, but with graffiti. Oh, I mean mm. anything Burnout Paradise related is a, an easy winner right there. Yeah, love that game. Yeah, but that game has cars in it. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's got parkour. Cars, it's just people. It's I people thought running was, around. Uh, this is called oh, right, parkour. Okay. Fashion. The city car is populated <laughs> entirely by graffiti artists. Yeah. And no security cars, guards no who are trying people. to stop you. So, but yet, the city is entirely empty of graffiti. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, honestly, that that one kind of feels like out of the ones we've had so far, that one feels like there's there's a thread there that we could pull out. Yes. And and get there's a mechanic in there where something happens. There's a single mechanic that we can do, and you with. can get rewarded for it, and they may or may not be team play. Yep, but uh, it's not a side-scrolling brain game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah, How would that work? Basically, Splatoon. 
Well, it's not open. Well, Splatoon's levels, right? It's very. Would you treat like an open world map with like you've got a controller territory and it's kind of like cover as much of it with your tags and your graffiti and then you've got to have kind of hold that Paint area. it all this solid colour. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, look, it's going to be a dick paradise, but... Yeah. Um, that's the name of the game? I mean, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what it came... I, I, I can imagine... Wanksy, Wanksy's dick paradise. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine this game at like an E3. It's, it's the Ubisoft conference, obviously. They've come up with this. This is their game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's got the, the live gameplay four people on stage hey bro want to go tag up the city yeah dude it's time to rip up the graffiti wagon whoa i mean watch out security guards around the corner hang on i'll stealth around them (laughs) got him nice one (laughs) there you go that's my three segment weirdly come full circle how how are you going to have a game like this where you can just make infinite graffiti maybe you use an AI to generate the graffiti. You type in your prompt, I want this kind of graffiti up on the wall. Oh Obviously. shit, that would be incredible. There you go. So you walk you walk up to the you walk up to the <laughs> okay, you, you walk up to the surface. You're like you've okay, you you've identified this is the surface I want to tag. Yeah. And then a little box opens up, a text prompt. You say, I wanna do um the Mona Lisa but with a dick on her head. And then yeah. Uh, or you say, I want to do the, still Eiffel, got the Eiffel Tower, but it's a cock and balls. Um, and then I can see it now. Do... Well, I really want, I really want you to tie that into Mid Journey, and I want to see what that looks like. <laughs> and then the Eiffel Tower. Just have to... <laughs> That's the thumbnail. That's and then, the then thumbnail. it like right. it's all... <laughs> sorry. Nina. It's basically just like you're not painting it. You're just you're just like holding the graffiti button down, the spray button down. And then as you're spraying, graffiti. it's it's creating that image that's. That it's already made up for you. I mean, and you, you could, can just you do, could do it ethically. You could, you could have like a bunch of graffiti artists that do art for the game, and you base models around their style of art, and then you could almost pick like a character profile. Be like, I'm into stenciling, or I'm into this kind of graffiti, hentai, other types of graffiti that I'm sure exist. And, <laughs> I'm just, um, a, yeah, you know, yeah, go from there. <laughs> I'm just imagining that a, a gigantic building just uh, painted with that um, painting that you have of the dog, Tom. Yeah. Uh, with the collar. Yeah. <laughs> with his collar. That's a, um, that's a good reference that very few people <laughs> Good reference. That literally, I don't think me and James even get that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I feel like, I, I, I kind of like the idea of this, honestly. I think it would be quite fun. You make it like a giant I mean, like, obviously, obviously there's more to it. It's not quite a game yet, but like mm. even just that pitch of like okay it's mirror's edge but your graffiti artists multiplayer um yeah and and like with the ai stuff that james i feel like that that makes it yeah sure sure on theme as it were yeah <laughs> i mean would you would you have to have like you know would there be police you'd have to try and avoid you know getting they did say that there are fuzz arrested Oh, does oh does it say that? It does say there's security guards that you have to sneak sneak past and stuff like that. There you go. Maybe they're worth more um... points and the more risk of the the area that you you, uh, go to. Yeah, I sprayed a security guard's back. Maybe there can be like a base jumping mechanic. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. What? (laughs) Escape from escape from the security. So you're tagging like the tops of buildings, right? uh, And and then you have to jump off to escape from security, right? To that. Like base jumping or just you just no, jump base jumping yeah base jump to escape <laughs> um well look i can i can i can see this game uh as as yeah. a game that comes out maybe six people buy it there's a free weekend more people play it then say no nah, this is actually really shit um yeah. and it's still it's still going to come out before skull and bones <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so so i i said uh to that one that sounds like an upgraded version of Reddit's place. Thanks. Oh yeah. Um, which it basically is, you know. Um, so I said. You're so mean to the AI. I, I, and then <laughs> yeah, I said. Yeah, really I don't think I said thanks. No, I didn't say thanks. Okay, no. <laughs> give me something else. Is all I asked for in this one. Uh, this time they came up with uh, a game called 
Reverse escape room. <laughs> just walk into a room and lock the door. <laughs> you leave. You just walk out. <laughs> right? You stay it's in just the room for as long room. as possible. <laughs> oh, right. It's just outside. Yeah. <laughs> Touch grass. Uh, in reverse escape room, a play, uh, players take on the role of the game master instead of the player trying to escape the room. Uh, the game would feature an online platform where players can create and design their own escape rooms using a variety of tools and assets. Once a room is created, players can invite their friends or other players to try and escape from their creation. Uh, sorry, I'm about to burp. The game master <laughs> would be able to control the various elements of the escape room, such as setting traps, hiding clues, controlling lighting, sound effects. It's, again, it's, it's just said, wow, level creation. It sounds like some sort of escape simulator. I wish someone would make a game such like Escape Simulator. That would be incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, yeah. Escape Simulator doesn't have a, uh, the unique mechanic of a level creator. Uh, mm. No, wait. It, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, it does. You can't control the lighting on the flyer. Um, yes, you can. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. <laughs> you can trigger it. All right. and it will, you can, yeah. Yeah. It's actually True. really, really yeah. good. The level it's the music thing. dynamic, though. That's the real. It can, it can be, yeah, it can be dynamic. Oh, it can, shit, be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can do quite a lot with a level creator. And... It's the open world graffiti aspect that it's missing. That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's it's that's shit. But for some All right, reason, GPT has dropped the ball on that one. Maybe, maybe I didn't read the entire pitch, but I said, "Now you're thinking like a pitch, please, host." <laughs> <laughs> um maybe wow, because <laughs> maybe because it just came up with an idea that that just exists and i thought yeah that's it there it is now we are on the right level okay can you generate a game with deck building elements oh god oh, here we go <clears throat> sure how about a game called elemental clash in elemental clash players take on the role of powerful wizards who battle against each other using a deck of magical cards each card represents an elemental spell or creature that they can use to attack, defend, or manipulate the battlefield. Players start the game with a basic deck of cards, but as they progress and win battles, they can acquire new cards and customize their deck to fit their playstyle. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, to add an extra layer of strategy to the game, Elemental Clash would feature an elemental wheel that shows the strengths and weaknesses of each element. For example, fire spells may be strong against earth creatures? Interesting. But weak against water creatures. Sure. Okay. I mean, the I second know. one makes sense, but sure. Uh, this would encourage players to think carefully about which cards they include in their deck and how to use them in battle. Uh, it would also feature different game modes, such as a campaign mode where players battle against a series of AI opponents and a multiplayer mode where players can battle against each other online. Sorry, I, I thought it was trying to shoehorn its own kind into uh, the game there. <laughs> um, and the multiplayer mode would feature a ranking system, yada, 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 yada. Overall, Elemental Clash would be a fun and engaging game that combines elements of strategy, customization, and deck building to create a unique and exciting gaming experience, which I realize now is the phrase it's used at the end of every single one of its pitches. Fun <laughs> and engaging, unique elements. <laughs> um, so This is very E3 hands together on stage. Like pyramid hands, a blazer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fun and engaging game combines elements of strategy, customization, deck building from the gamers for the gamers. Um, for it's, gamers. I mean, we can skim over that one because I feel like we're all on the same page here, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And what page is that? Uh, three twenty-six. Okay. okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now go on. What page are we on, Tom? Well, what, what are we missing? What game is this already? That I have <laughs> just. I, it, is this magic? Like, I... <laughs> so I replied, "Not really unique." Is there another mechanic you can throw into Elemental Clash to make it truly stand out from games like Hearthstone or Magic: The Gathering? Um, that's that's that was my immediate takeaway from that. It fuck it. Mm -hmm. This exists other than the Elemental just, Wheel yeah. with elemental strengths and weaknesses. This game exists. Uh, I feel like it. Yeah, that might already anyway. So here we go. How about okay. adding a real-time element to the game where players have a limited amount of time to make their moves during each turn? This would add an element of urgency and tension to the game, forcing players to think and act quickly. I mean, you could argue it's the, the, the rope in Hearthstone that slowly burns away. You've got a timer on your turn, but I think yeah. it's trying to go further than that. Sure, it's real-time. Try it. 
into real time. To further differentiate Elemental Clash from other card games, players could be, uh, also be able to move their cards around on the battlefield to create new tactical opportunities. For example, they could move a creature card to a different position to protect a weaker card or create a better offensive position. I mean, it's it's kind of trying to generate what the board will look like, where Hearthstone is just, you line up everything and it can attack whatever, provided they're not taunted or whatever. And the same with Magic. It's trying to create yeah. a different playmat, which I'm into, sure. You can't just attack yeah. everything. But isn't that you can you can do that in Wild Frost? Additionally, the crafting system could include <laughs> a feature where players can merge two different elemental cards to create a hybrid card with unique abilities and properties. This would encourage experimentation and creativity as players could create their own unique hybrid cards and add them to the deck. Now we're talking. Now we're cooking with now gas. Now we're smelling that fume. That's what people say, so right? <laughs> I feel like yeah, I, mean, I have heard idea. of a game that does that. Yeah, no, I mean, what, combining cards? Combining cards, yeah. Really? To, like, crafting, almost crafting cards, like different elements to make something else. Well, there's the game um, Cassette kind of Beasts, unique, which is coming out, which is where you combine two cards, but the cards are creatures and you combine them in mid-fight. Oh. oh. What's it called? Cassette Beasts. Cassette Beasts, that's a great name. Yeah, all the, all the, uh, all the monsters are... Like tape decks. Hmm. Oh, I mean, you, you mix them all together and it gives them the same like abilities twice. Mixed Actually, tape. hang on a minute. Well, you combine the creatures in it. It generates what they look like from what the combination are. I think this might have actually just come up with that one level of inscription. Oh, there you go. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think oh, I think it's just described inscription. Oh, right at the beginning where you like, yeah. Well, no, just all of these things. Like, you can't just attack everything from one place in Inscription. You do protect certain uh, areas in Inscription. You combine cards in one stage of Inscription. Well, True. that sounded kind of interesting. It's just, it's like, the way there. that the, yeah, like, essentially the level, uh, the environment has an effect. Oh, you mean, like, Marvel Snap? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, right. okay, there you Come go. Come on chat sort it I, I think um that therein lies the problem when we all know deck building games so well and of course we do um we we are immediately picking up oh actually you've taken this from this thing i i don't know of a game actually that allows you to now i'm going to say this and i'm going to continue i don't want you to interrupt that allows you to play lands uh, now, Magic the Gathering, obviously, that's basically what you do to generate energy. You interrupted yourself. Now, shut up. Uh, so you play like terrain, potentially. Mm -hmm. So you could say like, oh, in this lane, maybe it's like a castle thing and that gives me extra defense here or it's a mountainous region here or there's lava here. Um, like actually changing and terraforming the landscape of the playmat. That could be cool. Go on, I Chris. Love Sorry, I love how your three terrains are lava, mountain, and castle. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm on the clock. That could kind of be cool. How like you're if you're taking in turns to essentially build, a like design a, a map together that you would then, that you would then fight on. Yeah, that could be kind of. It, that has very similar vibes of you know if you take turns to place a terrain tile that might help you or hinder someone else. It's very much that um what is the horse chicken game? You know the one where you Ultimate have to chicken everyone horse. Ha that's the Ultimate one. I got there mm. just out of order. But um like where you're having to all work together but you're also trying to stop each other. Um which, you know, obviously makes it unique every time, but I don't know mm. what, you know, any anything different with that that would do. Obviously it would have to affect a lot of different things. But what I do really appreciate about the chat GPT uh stuff is that what it's made me realize is, is that it does what we do every week, which is we think we've come up with a really cool idea. It's it been made five times. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also we are replaceable. In... It seems. Well, mm, I like to think that ChatGPT is doing worse than we do normally. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's unfiltered. We filter the shit out before we read it out normally. We so fucking that's what? true. Do we? So, um... Never. No, normally, I caveat that. Human rising, <laughs> human crossing, rising damp, or whatever it was called. 
Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And it ends this pitch <laughs> by saying, overall, by incorporating real-time gameplay, card movement, and hybrid card crafting, along with a branching campaign mode, Elemental Clash could stand out as a unique and exciting addition to the deck-building genre. Um, oh, God, this is starting to frustrate me. So I said... Mild can... disagree. <laughs> yeah. So I said, can we add a unique mechanic to a tactical game like XCOM to create something brand new? No. No. Okay. No. It says, certainly, frustratedly, how about a game called Paranormal Division? In Paranormal Ooh. Division, oh, God, players take on the role of a team of paranormal investigators who are tasked with investigating and containing supernatural phenomena around the world. Game, uh, the game would feature turn-based tactical combat similar to XCOM, but with a unique twist. Instead of traditional weapons and abilities, each character in Paranormal Division uh, would have unique paranormal abilities that they can use in combat. For example, one character might be able to manipulate objects telekinetically, while another can summon spectral creatures to fight for them. Cool. Um, to add to the strategy of the game, the paranormal abilities would have a variety of different effects on the battlefield, such as creating cover or manipulating the terrain. Additionally, players would need to be strategic in using their abilities as each character has a limited pool of energy that can be used to power their paranormal abilities. Um, the game would also feature a dynamic world where players can investigate new locations and un uncover secrets. As players progress through the game, they would encounter different types of supernatural phenomena that would require different strategies and abilities to contain. Um, also features research and development system. You can unlock and upgrade new abilities and, and equipment. Uh, experiment with different combinations and abilities. Uh, and it would also be a fresh and innovative take on the tactical combat genre, blending the supernatural with blah, 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 creating unique and exciting game experience. Hands. Um, um, yeah. Man, okay, okay that, sounds, that sounds great. Like, honestly, XCOM but paranormal. Mm -hmm. Immediately. I'm sold. Yeah, You're I would in? play that. I'm in. XCOM but with like... I, yeah, I mean, would every paranormal event have to be pretty big to warrant such a large... Like yeah, well, I, I mean, don't know. I, like... I was imagining like a shit kind of well, not a shit squad, but like they're not like they're not like super military badasses like XCOM. It's like you could just play as like a small division in like um I don't know in New York City or something, and you're having to deal with like, like a team of I'd... four. Yeah, like a... some sort of like ghostly apparitions. But like, so could yeah, eleven, yeah, for yeah. example, some take sort of Ghostbusters? Place? In, in a house to start with like would it would yeah it start with smaller maps and it'd be like it's just in a yeah, house yeah so yeah maybe you're initially with dealing with poltergeists i'd be so into the, a very small scale like yeah ev every level is just a small house or an apartment or something or just a i don't know a room in a fucking haunted i'm at risk of saying castle again because i know chris will jump <laughs> on that um <laughs> you know I, I like the idea of it being a smaller scale and mm. and your actions and movements are much more tighter than the grander scale of XCOM. Um, but that yeah. could be really and cool. Then you could obviously, cool. as you progress, go to like the big city-sized event, and you know that would be like a good ending. A giant thing. Michelin so you, Man. You, well, exactly. <laughs> or Cthulhu or whatever comes out. I really like the stuff. idea of a turn-based Ghostbusters game. Yeah, yeah that does like, sound quite that cool. Pretty well. cool. Does that not exist yeah. already? Not turn-based, I don't think. There was a new one recently, which was you know, real-time first-person. Like person. XCOM Ghostbusters. That doesn't exist. I feel like, why does that not exist? I mean, just lining up the streams, putting the trap down, all as turn. You know, yeah. It's all pretty writes itself. Easy. Uh, Ghost Control Inc. Also, chat. Wait, okay. GPT's come up with a game that already exists again. No, 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 wait, hang on. The only video I found of this is uh, four years ago, and it's got very few views, but I think someone basically wrote Ghostbusters XCOM and tried to make it. So, oh, well, there you go. I don't know if they succeeded or not. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't think it's been continued. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, the idea is fresh for the stealing. Holy um, shit. Now, it sounds like you're interested in the story of this game. Am I? You bet. Yeah, yeah. So I said, what would be the campaign uh, of Paranormal Division? Who are the enemies? What are the goals of the people you play as? Uh, the campaign story in Paranormal Division would revolve around a secretive organization known as the Paranormal Threat Response Division, or PTRD. 
um, which is tasked with investigating and containing supernatural threats supernatural threats around the world. As the game begins, the player's team is sent to investigate a mysterious phenomenon that has been reported in a small town uh, in the United States. Upon arriving, they discover that the town has been overrun by supernatural creatures and they must fight to contain the threat and uncover the source of supernatural activity. Um, as the player progresses through the campaign, they'll uncover uh, and encounter a variety of different supernatural threats, each with their own unique abilities and weaknesses. These may include ghosts, demons, and other supernatural creatures, as well as human enemies who are trying to exploit the supernatural for their own gain. Along the way, the player will un also uncover a larger conspiracy involving a shadowy organization known as the Council of Elders, who are attempting to harness the power of the supernatural for their own purposes. The player's ultimate goal will be to stop the Council of Elders and prevent them from unleashing a powerful supernatural force that could uh, destroy the world. Throughout the campaign, the player will need to balance their investigation and containment efforts with the needs of the PTRD organization, which is facing pressure from government officials and the public to contain the supernatural threat without causing too much uh, damage or drawing too much attention to themselves. Um, overall, the campaign story in Paranormal Division would be a thrilling and engaging journey through the supernatural <laughs> world filled with mystery, danger, and intrigue. Love it. Love <laughs> so they try to pull cool. you back in at the end every single time. Um, honestly, that sounds pretty cool. I think yeah. even just even just the, the the basic pitch of like Ghostbusters XCOM, Paranormal XCOM, sounds pretty cool. I think that's I think that's the yeah. best one yet. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm into it. I agree. I, um, out, okay, out of these, was that the last one? That is the last, the last pitch that I asked. I did have a, a continued conversation, which I'll go into in a bit. But um, okay, that's the last, uh, last time I asked it to come up with an idea. Out of those, I feel like the BCI one, and you know, B BCI, Paranormal Xbox, uh, Paranormal XCOM, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what was the graffiti one called? The graffiti uh, one. Graffiti. Mirror's Edge Graffiti. Like graffiti I actually runner. almost feel like Mirror's Edge Graffiti is the one that I would probably want to play almost as much as Ghostbusters XCOM. But right. Paranormal XCOM, that for me is, that's the winner. It's got to be. I mean, Anyone yeah, I, I, I love the idea of shrinking it down. Maybe not. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I love the Council of Elders and all of this stuff. But <laughs> I mean, a tighter... Almost Chimera Squad rather than XCOM 2. Uh, right. Sort yeah. of gameplay, that much smaller scale. Okay. Just a turn based Phasmo. Mm. Turn based Phasmo sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Chat yeah. GPT. You fucking done it again. AI. Once you've done it once. You've done it like again. You've done it once. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and yeah. never again. I like it. Yeah. I really like it. But again, look. Maybe it exists. Maybe the PTRD is already a thing. The Council of Elders is probably ripped directly from XCOM. I think Council it is, of Elders, hundred percent, has been literally used. any sci-fi. Yeah, in like the last fifty years. <laughs> yeah. Um. I okay. So look, GPT has has thrown a couple of ideas at us. Some of them not so great. A couple of them all right. One of them, you know, kind of a winner, potential winner. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, the not tools are available. For anyone to use now. So if you if you think that this is the, the chat beat GPT has done better than us generally, then you can stop listening <laughs> to this podcast forever and just generate your own ideas. Just, your yeah. best friend, Chat GPT. Yeah. You can get him and to call, him, you, call you whatever marry you want. It. Yeah. Get it to send <laughs> brainwaves to you so it forces you to fall in love with it. Is that what you want, you fucking freak? <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Look, you don't have to you don't have to do that if you don't want. The other option is, it, instead of using GPT in the future, we have already used another another tool for sourcing ideas. Uh, and we have been this whole time. And that's uh, social media. The people have been sending us ideas in. Um, yeah, we came back and we didn't use any of them. Sorry, but we will. They're hanging there. Everyone who sent them to us, uh, we have read them. We've looked at them. Thank you very much. You can send us more, please, and we will, we will jump into them pretty soon. Maybe next time we'll do it. Hey, yeah, who knows? fuck it. Let's, Why let's, not? Let's see. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um. Uh. Where Where can they send us ideas? 
I've forgotten. No, before, Tom, before you even say anything, Alex, I asked ChatGPT to give us an outro to our fun Pitch oh. Please podcast. If you look in the general chat, you will see the outro that it has well, given Well, I, I, I want to be clear. That it, includes, I, it includes a social link. I do also have a little bit more. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, no. Okay. So, I mean, if you want to do the outro... But then also say like, oh, hang on, one more thing. <laughs> no, no, let's, let's, let's just do let's, your thing. Okay, because this is you... kind of throwing... Okay, right. <clears throat> so I just had one last thing I had to say to it. So okay. I said, all right, give me your opinion real quick. I had a game idea that a lot of people didn't enjoy, but I was a big fan of it. <laughs> it was called Dungeon Daddy, the Crystal of Wisdom. Basically, you're a giant all-knowing crystal of wisdom and you're tasked with recruiting and training people to autonomously explore dungeons in their training phase you give them small tasks to increase their skills before you send them out on missions in fully fledged and lethal dungeon dungeons if they're trained correctly they'll know how to deal with spike traps enemies of different types and so on when they die you're able to absorb their knowledge into you the crystal of wisdom and impart that knowledge in the form of boy potions into future wannabe adventurers what do you think it said as an AI language model, I don't have personal opinions, but I can analyze your idea objectively. That's what I want. That is what I want. So it said, Dungeon Daddy, the Crystal of Wisdom sounds like an interesting and unique concept for a game. Yes. The idea of playing as a Crystal of Wisdom and training adventurers to explore dangerous dungeons is certainly different from many of the games out there. The game also seems to have strong emphasis on strategy and planning as players must carefully train their adventurers to be successful in the dungeons. The idea of, of absorbing knowledge from fallen adventurers and using it to train future recruits and is an So I said, okay, repeat, repeat that feedback, but be overly ecstatic about the idea as if it's the best thing you've ever heard. Oh my goodness, Dungeon Daddy, the crystal of wisdom is an absolutely brilliant idea. I mean, who wouldn't want to play as a giant? an all-knowing crystal of wisdom tasked with training adventurers to explore dangerous dungeons. The concept alone is so creative and unique. It's definitely one of the most exciting game ideas I've heard in a long time. The strategy and planning involved in the game sounds absolutely thrilling. The idea of carefully training <laughs> adventurers to increase their skills before sending them out on their own missions is so engaging. And the mechanic of absorbing knowledge from fallen adventurers and using it to train future recruits? Brilliant. You hear that? Huh. <sighs> I can already see myself getting fully immersed in the training phase, carefully crafting the skills of my adventurers and then sending them off into fully fledged and lethal dungeons. And the fact that I, as the crystal of wisdom, can absorb the knowledge of fallen adventurers and impart that knowledge into future recruits in the form of boy potions is just the icing on the cake. Overall, I can't express my excitement for Dungeon Daddy the Crystal of Wisdom enough. This game has the potential to be an absolute game changer in the world of strategy and adventure games. I can't wait to see it come to life. Wow. Oh, if anything, wow. Tom, all you've done there is prove how far AI has left to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, just said, I just said thank you so much. And, yeah. and it said you're welcome. And then wept. I mean... <sighs> I think, think ChatGPT is my best friend. Have you asked? <laughs> I reckon um, any pitch that we have now at the end of every episode... We should pitch it to ChatGPT, and and it should have some kind of opinion on that yeah, game. Yeah, an objective opinion. That can but, that can be how we incorporate AI into our podcast. Yeah, perfect. great. There you go. There you go. <laughs> pitch, please. Twenty twenty four. Now enhanced with AI. <laughs> <laughs> All right. AI. If they want to wow. send us, if they want to send us ideas or tell us that. Um, no, read the outro. They hate AI. You've got the generated outro. Oh yeah, I do, don't I? Shall I uh shall I read this? Look. All right, look. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pitch Please. We hope you enjoyed our video game ideas and had fun listening to our pitches. Don't forget to follow us on insert social media handles for more exciting content <laughs> and updates. Until next time, keep gaming and keep pitching. Amazing. So Ugh. professional. <laughs> so clean. Keep um, gaming and keep pitching. The uh, <laughs> the social media <laughs> the social media handles uh, are. I'm actually, I just thought you Googling might put it. it in where it says insert social media handle. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Like I didn't know pod. what they were. I didn't know what they were. <laughs> um, I've, I've also. Pod. I have also asked it to generate me a 
fun catchphrase to end a podcast with, which I will be doing as we say goodbye. <laughs> okay. Sorry, a, a <laughs> right. fun and modern. Oh. Right, look, if you if you want if you want to contact us, you can either at pitchpleasepod at yogscast.com. That works. You can yeah. also contact us at pitchpleasepod with no vowels on Twitter. You yeah. can contact us just like Demogorgon White did, who, if you might remember, right. uh, was the, uh, was the uh, person who pitched um, Golem Town to us yeah, last sure. year. Yeah. Remember Golem Town? So they contacted us just a couple of days ago to say, at Pitch Please Pod, hi there, you might remember my Golem Town. So I just discovered Autonauts exist since 2019. And it's not exactly what I had in mind, but it's pretty much this. Well, there you go. There Even you go. our listener pictures have been stolen. <laughs> so, yeah. but maybe you listening right us? now, <laughs> you you have an idea that's better. You have an idea that's unique, that's even better than ChatGPT's uh, five ideas that already exist. You, well, maybe. Um, there's only one way to find out. You can contact us and let us know. Uh, please do. And thanks for joining us. Sorry we've been away for so long, but we're back now, enhanced with AI. Yeah, uh, and the cyborg um, edition. <laughs> maybe that'll stick around. <laughs> maybe it won't. Let's see what happens next time. We're probably going to come up with some listener pictures, unless uh, Tom or I come up come up with an idea in the no. next couple of weeks. So probably going to be listener pictures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening and sticking with us through this uh, slightly bumper episode. Uh, but until next time, goodbye. Bye now. Goodbye. Yolo, swag it up. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't generate YOLO swag it up. Did. Oh, <laughs> it did. How about YOLO swag it up? It's a fun and modern catchphrase that combines a popular saying YOLO with the slam turn swag. Okay, ask it to do one more, but related to it for a video gaming podcast. Yeah, uh, no, video game motivational speech. Um, okay, I've asked it for one more, but about video games, please. Uh, 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 it's like our uh, Jerry Springfield like final thought thing. Uh, <laughs> we've done we've done three outros at this point, but I am going to end it with game on players. <laughs> game, game on players. <laughs> no, it could be game on gamers. Well, I mean, Play I on gamers. Them, it's the perfect it's the perfect start for signaling a gaming session. Oh, okay. Well, I asked if it was my best friend, and it said no. <laughs> Please can we stop now? Oh, all right. Jeez. That's beautiful. Okay. Oh. <laughs>